Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we're recording. Yeah, so we're we'll recording. Ju- we'll just, um, this is just to check the levels and everything. Yeah, but we're going to leave it in. We're going to leave it in. Because it makes, last week I said, we'll leave it in because yeah. it makes it sound quirky. Quirky, yeah. Now this week. It makes it sound relatable. Relatable. So, relatable. Yes, relatable is one of those words that you young people use. What does it mean? I've always been relatable. Relatable just means it's bringing the pe- the listeners or the viewers or whatever. They can they feel like they're like you because you're not so professional. You're not so <laughs> clean cut. It's like a bit like um, rock bands where one of them's like got messy hair. It's the same thing. This right. is our messy. This hair. is just our messy hair. Good. Okay. Well, uh, can I start now though? Yeah, no, you can start. Okay, well, hello, and uh, welcome once more to our uh, Generation hello. Gap. Hello, to our Generation Gap podcast. Uh, I'm semi-famous broadcaster and Z-list celebrity Martin Kellner, and I'm with my daughter, 17 years old. It's uh, Ruth. Ruth, hello, welcome. Hello. So this we've got a variety of things to talk about. First of all, um, I tried to discourage you from going to see the film uh, The Greatest Showman because I read the reviews, and there are lots of good films out at the moment. And then you said you were going with your friends to see The Greatest yeah. Showman. Had a great um, night. Which looked like complete rubbish to me. Uh, and all the reviewers said it was rubbish. And yet it's become hugely popular. Yeah, it's because it's it's really fun. And the songs are pretty good, to be honest. Yeah. I've been listening to the soundtrack. On Spotify? On Spotify. Now, we had a little bit of a discussion about how much soundtrack you're allowed to play without breaching copyright. Because, you, you know... Now, the thing is... Are they going to do us for copyright anyway? I don't think they'll. Does do someone us. have to be listening to do us for copyright? I think they do. But you, we can. I think you can play about fifteen seconds or twenty seconds right. for review purposes. I'm just going to play so, it from the start because it's too hard to scroll along anyway. Yeah, so. play a bit of it. I'm going to put this is me, and this is the one that's been nominated for a golden. No, it won the Golden Globe. Yeah, it's been nominated for an Oscar. This is mm. this song. I am not a stranger to the dark. Hide away. They say, because we don't want you broken. Yes, that that's it. your twi- that, was 18, <laughs> that was 18 seconds. It didn't even get to the car, right? Yeah. Well, I heard it. I mean, I've not heard the tunes anywhere else, apart from when you've been playing them. And it just seems like that same, you know, oh, here we go again. It's another Frozen. Yeah, it is. But it doesn't make it any less enjoyable. And also, when things are familiar, it doesn't mean they're boring. It just means they're nice. No. You can say that about a Beatles, like the Beatles song, as much as we both love the Beatles mm. we can say that few of their songs well no, there is a difference you see uh, yes there's few of their songs do sound similar that's right but the difference is that with the Beatles they're sort of like simple love songs she loves you yeah 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 that's the end of it 
But with these songs that you hear in musicals these days, like The Greatest Showman, that particular song, it's all, you have the power, you can do what you want, you will be strong. It's all that Oprah Winfrey type of stuff where, you know, go out there, girl, do what, you know, you can achieve whatever you want. It's my dream. Go on the journey. All right. Well, let me give you the bad news. The bad news is that only about one in half a million of you will will do, you know, will become Oprah Winfrey or whatever the the heck it is you want to do. So they're selling you a false dream. they're They're not selling you and saying, oh, you can be famous. That's not what the song is about. You haven't seen... No, I've not seen the film. You haven't I seen it. I'm why saying would that I, go and I see don't it? think you can... You, you always take reviewers' word as gospel when they're actually not. Because it's... First of all, film is completely subjective because it's up to personal tastes. Well, no. True well, or not true? Not true. Okay, well, here we go. Of, I take the view of somebody like Anthony Lane in The New Yorker or the view of Peter Bradshaw in The Guardian. I take the view of somebody who's seen thousands and thousands and thousands of films i mean i've seen a lot of films but these guys I've have seen, seen a lot of films these guys have seen can we do it without you taking the mickey out of me that, you know these yeah guys, no i get it they're very they're they yeah, also they but, understand film yes, understand it's the objective it's not subjective they're not saying i like this film i don't like this film they're they're reviewing it yeah, they're on reviewing the basis it. of all the okay, thousands of films they've seen in the past you we went to see the killing of a sacred deer because it got good reviews mm. did we not yeah did you enjoy that film no Sir, if this one got bad reviews, you can still enjoy it. It doesn't have to be a good film. No, well that's true. So, there are there are enjoyable bad films, and that's why it is. It's not like it's not gonna, it's not going to last forever. Like it's not going to be a film that we look back on. It's no, it's not no cinema parties or like any of those types of films. But what it is, is enjoyable, fun, mm. and it's escapism at its very truest. Yeah. What? I was just saying it was shaking. The, What's shaking? The paper. That's all right. It's, it's that's all right. Yeah, yeah. That's, you see, you're talking about being quirky and relatable. Yeah, you want to be quirky and relatable, been... but not annoying. It's amazing the range of things you found annoying. I find Almost a lot a... of small things annoying. Go on, give me a list of the three um, things you found annoying. People who chew loudly. Yeah. Or even chew at all. <laughs> I prefer if people didn't chew in my vicinity. Mm-hmm. What else know. do you find annoying? What else do I find annoying? Well, a lot of your friends from time to time you find annoying. Dad, you can't say that. <laughs> I think, I any, find I think small it, I... things that they do from time to time annoying. I don't mm. find them annoying. No. Anyone who's friends with anyone, you find some of your friends annoying. Yes, but I don't. I, I think what the difference in daughters and sons is that uh, when you've got a son, they might find some of their friends annoying, but they don't share as much. Listen, you'll bear me out on this, listeners. Anybody who's got a daughter will tell you that at some point they've had this conversation uh, with their daughter about how annoying they find other girls at school or at work when they're in the workplace. And I think that is... Yeah, I think it's because girls have to be polite to each other all the time and it gets pretty exhausting, to be honest. Well, as we're talking about uh, school, where you you do spend... We ought to explain, you're in sixth form college, really, aren't you? I mean, college. Sixth form is when it's attached to Uh, high school. To high school. So you're in college... Uh, two years up to A levels are very, very. Uh, yeah, well, I don't want to say what college I'm at. No, the podcast. you don't have to. But two very, uh, very hard years for you because this yeah, A levels are hard. A levels are hard and uh, and very important. But yeah, do you think they overstress the importance of them? No, I think with GCSEs 
massively overstress the importance of them. I think A levels are in, as important as they tell you. Yeah. Because it decides what university you go to, which is a big deal. Well, I want to ask you if, if teachers... See, in my day, teachers were very sarcastic. Sarcasm was, was the language they used. So if you turned up late for something, they'd say, oh, nice of you to drop in. They Wondering still if you do go, that now. Do they still do that? Yeah, I promise you. There's this boy in my history class who is late all the time. And as soon as he comes in, um, the teacher just ignores him. He sits down and he's like, oh, didn't see you there. Oh, so they still do it. The only reason I ask is uh, there's somebody called Emily Sieber, who's the head of science at Beedale School in Hampshire. She said teachers should be encouraged to use sarcasm. She did a she wrote a piece in the Times Educational Supplement saying I think we should be free to use sarcasm. She thinks that oh, teachers. Oh, I think she's making a problem out of absolutely nothing, mountain out of a molehill. Well, she thinks that teachers are being... Because these days, oh, you can't give offence like you used to be able to. I mean, some of our teachers were, quite apart from the beatings they used to give you, they were, you know, quite deliberately offensive. Whereas these days, what she's saying is, uh, I think we should be free to use sarcasm. I fail to see why responding to a student who's forgotten their homework with, oh, you remembered your work again. I'm so glad to see you're taking your education seriously. No, they still do that now. Honestly, some people need to get a life because she's making a problem where there actually is not one. So they are sarcastic because she says it's more creative, a bit of sarcasm. Yeah, first of all, some, some teachers are more sarcastic. But I also have teachers who are not as sarcastic and I think it's just because they're less sarcastic people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And also some teachers have a more personal style of teaching. But what about and other the- teachers to prefer to be more by the book. Mm. What about this thing about safe spaces and this arrives yeah. at university? You could you know, if anybody goes into a, a university or a college and gives a speech and there's a chance of somebody uh, being offended by it. Yeah, now- this I think is um, a bit of an issue because uh, my form tutor was telling us about um, how when she was at university, this like really right-wing, like Britain first type guy came in to give a speech. Um, and obviously that wouldn't be allowed to happen no. at um, a university anymore. But she says it was really good because we all went and we were all just really angry with him. And we really gave him a bit of like a... Roasting. A metaphorical, yeah, yeah, a roasting. Or like a, I was going to say a metaphorical beating. <laughs> they didn't actually hit him. Um, and she says that you wouldn't be able to do that, so you don't question things as much because you're kept in like, uh, like bubble wrap a bit. Yeah. So I think, yeah, maybe it would be, but so then you think also, this like, safe space thing. Anyway. So in your view, this safe spaces thing ought to be uh, ought to be scrapped. Not anybody- scrapped. You know, because Jermaine Greer had... She doesn't believe in transgender. But um, even if you disagree, she should be... Because she's an academic and she's... Yeah, uh, I understand uh, that. But the problem is, um, if you give, like, um, a, a platform... platform yeah. I, I was getting there. If you give, <laughs> if you give a platform... You out. If you give a platform to these types of, like, right-wing or potentially offensive views, then... Um, some people will take them on board. You know, if some... I, I know we don't like to link to Nazis and Hitler and stuff. No, because no the, given... the view is, as soon as you start mentioning Hitler, This is my view. This is what I say. Hitler is such a one-off. He ought to be taken out of the equation. You know, those yeah. years in Germany between 1933 it, mm-hmm. or between 1932 and 1945 um, ought to almost be scrubbed off the... The dangerous thing, more than mentioning him too much, is to mention him too little. I disagree. I disagree. I think Hitler is is a one-off, and I don't think you can compare the. How is it a one-off? Though? There's been other mass genocides. There's mass genocide other, in 
Kosovo or something? Kosovo or something? Yeah, you're quite right. I didn't know whether I was right. I didn't want to say. No, it it was Kosovo. It was Kosovo. It was during the uh, the war in the what we used to call former Yugoslavia. Yeah, yeah. Croats and And there's been lots of genocides in Africa. Oh, lots of genocides. Well, there's Rwanda. Like it was bigger, and it's it's. I think people remember it more also because of how well it was documented. I think yeah, I think it's but very important. But in terms of what forget. happened in in Germany, and don't forget that's that's Western Europe as well. In terms of what happened in Germany, that I think is a one-off. I don't think you can, even though you can look at you know a million killed in Rwanda and whatever, uh, and also very also slavery. You know, I mean slavery yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way. In a way, it's the same. Yeah, like, and that is that that in the way of uh, that is being referred the to genocide of the native. Americans genocide. So there are lots of genocides, but I think we go back to if you uh, if you mention Hitler. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You've more or less lost the argument. But what I was saying was, I don't even remember what I was saying. We've no, gone so far off topic. I've got yeah. no idea. So no, what we were saying was giving a platform to like um, extremist or right wing views. Um, I think to an extent, it's important not to bubble wrap people, and it's important to give people a reason to fight back against things. But I would say, it's, so that, are you saying these people should be given a platform? Or not be no, some platform. of them, you can't say it has to be done on a case-by-case decision-making process. But process. You, process. Proce- well, you know, if you were in an American television show, it would be process. Process. As for English over because, here, process. Ha- process. Mm. Because um, some, also, Jermaine Greer is not the most ring- right-wing person you're ever going to get. No, for God's sake. Exactly. No, she's a feminist. So, I'd say, Jermaine Greer, yes, she can talk at she's university. She's a feminist and an Australian. But you can't say... All of these things can be said because some things just can't be. And also, um, it's why just can people... some things not be said? Why can't no? They can be, be said, but yeah. just not in that kind of or tweeted. What do you think about the, the you know Phil Neville taking over as the uh, the Phil Mar- Neville thing? Yeah, I mean they're digging up tweets from twenty years ago out of context, and he well, is a patently decent I think, guy. Right? Okay, when it's been, s- but you don't know he's a good guy. 
Well, I do know he's People a good have guy. said that people are good guys and then they're not being good guys. He is a good guy. You know, you look at... Uh, pe- people would say Hitler. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Very amusing. Yeah. No. Um, people, people's, you could look at people like Jimmy Savile or Harvey Weinstein and know thing. that they're not good guys. Phil Neville, he's he's got a daughter that's got cerebral palsy, and he's a very caring okay. dad. His wife says he's a good guy. He's his wife guy. says he's a good guy. Wow, what a glowing testimony! Well, it was actually right. if you read the whole yeah. uh, tweet um, that she did. Phil Neville, fine, like he can go whatever he can. Current, but this whole thing about digging up. See, if no, I, no, if here, I wanted, okay, go on. Um, what I would say though is when you tweet something that's going into the public domain and you have to be more careful about what you tweet you can say whatever you want you can't tweet it it's not the same thing no matter how much people say well this is my personal profile whatever it's not the same thing and that is something that people need to understand is that tweeting something is not the same as saying it within your close circle of no, friends you're tweeting- and when you put something out you are at risk of that being dug up and put wherever you want. So you have to think about things. Mm. Well, I, I think every day of several jokes, which I then think, I'd better not tweet that because yeah. it might be misconstrued. But, the, you know, I don't mean it. In You know, if it's a joke that's yeah. maybe got a tinge of... It could be, into, you know, just possibly could be interpreted as sexist or and racist. That's, but that's therefore, the... I don't do it. Which is a shame because what I'm telling is other people's missing... And I've, I had this on the radio. I've said stuff on the radio which not for a second is it is it offensive. And I know it's not offensive because I know where the line is. I know what I mean. But some because some but it's some one person mishears it and misconstrues it. Well, then you you know you're you're hauled over yeah, the coals for I it. I think that's different. I mean, but some God's people sake, do well, say stuff, and it's like, how can you be that stupid? The problem is we live in a different world, and you can't you can't if you want to be completely safe from or you stand up and you t- you have to take the criticism. That's why I'm not condoning anything that Katie Hopkins does. I think she's a little bit insane, but. <laughs> She at least what she does is she makes the comments mm. and she has to deal with all the criticism that she gets. That's what you're going to have to do. You it's an interesting deal with diagnosis the there. Uh, she's a little bit insane. It's like she goes for examination. Well, I think you're okay. You're uh, just a little bit, <laughs> a little bit insane. No, take, she's not. Take two of these, and if it gets any worse, come back and visit. No, but me. you know what I mean. Like you have to just accept that if you want to tweet the jerk, that's fine. But you might be up for critique and hmm. criticism well the, yeah but the problem is it doesn't bother me because I'm not running for office anywhere but uh, the problem is if I tweet something which is a joke and it's not meant offensively and it's not an offensive joke and I, you know I'm intelligent enough to know what's offensive what's not offensive but there's a possibility someone somewhere might misconstrue it and then they dig it up 20 years later when I've been selected as manager of England uh, I think it's. You've uh, been selected as manager of England anytime soon. Well, it's a possibility. Who knows? I don't rule don't yeah. anything in or anything out. I think out. people need to be careful about what they say, but also there needs to be less. Mm. They, they should never be censorship. Can I just and I forgot we forgot to do this at the start. Apologise to all those oh. of you who were waiting for us to talk about herbal tea. Uh, because yeah, because someone did a very funny comment saying herbal. Teas, Herbal verbal verb. teas. Teas, T-E-A-S-E. And we liked that a lot. That was really good. But we, um, that was a tweet, we didn't do it. We, <laughs> but we didn't do it. So we apologies. We didn't prepare. Yeah. We didn't get teas. We didn't research it. So um, no. so we didn't research it. Not that we've researched anything else particularly, but we didn't research herbal teas. We didn't research it. But who knows in the future. But may- yeah, just- maybe. It just... It- it adds to the suspense, I think, more than anything. Mm. That was our cliffhanger, but there will yeah. be another cliffhanger. 
let's talk takeaway food now. Uh, there's a guy uh, called Rob Davis who tweeted, is there a food with a higher differential between how good it tastes at the time and how gross you feel afterwards than Chinese takeaway. Now, I know you oh, like a Chinese takeaway. I don't feel that gross after no, Chinese takeaway. I don't. Yeah. I had Chinese at my friend's house. Oh, did you? So you've been having foreign Chinese? And no had way. foreign Chinese. Where from? Um, it was from... What, with people no one I hadn't you? heard of. It was ah. called, like, Red Red Sahai or something. I don't know. I just <laughs> made that up. <laughs> 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 made that out of absolutely nowhere. Brilliant. It's a good name for a Chinese. No, it's probably That's called, like, Hong Kong. Or and she was like, oh, and it's a really good one. Nowhere near as, as good, good as, as ours. Yeah. Yeah. Did you tell her that? Yeah. Prawn yeah. crackers were rubbish. They were, like, they were like ones you'd buy at Morrison's. Really? Yeah, honestly. It's shocking. Now, to uh, move on from, from that to uh, television. And the thing we've been watching... I, I'm i not a binge-watching type of guy, as we said last week. So yeah. I can't... Well, I don't binge-watch that much. I've got a short really. attention span, so I can't watch... Uh, you know, once I've watched one or two. Um, Big Little Lies, you sort of binge-watched. I watched one and then watched another one and then you missed out You watched, like, three, three and then you missed out, three. like, three and then you watched yeah, the last one and you were yeah. like... Oh, I didn't think it was very good. And then I was like, well, you can't. Oh, I didn't think it was very good. Well, Uh, I'll tell you what. And I say, if you've not watched three of the episodes, you cannot judge it. I can't see why Big Little Lies has been praised that much. And the reason I'm saying that is that there wasn't really a character that you could have... But no, that's why it was so good. Because the, the, the women in it were all flawed, which you don't find in drama. But everybody was flawed. The men yeah, were flawed no, as exactly. well. Yeah, no, exactly. That's why it was good. It felt like... The, I thought the characters were one of its major strong points. Didn't you um, find it depressing? In the, see, you're a young person. Therefore, I'm just thinking, if you aspire to be rich and, you know, and, and live in a nice place like Monterey and have a big house with a swimming yeah, pool Yeah, but they all focus that, on six misfit characters because they're interesting well everybody but yeah but everybody in it and you you know they just thought to yourself oh I, why would i want to aspire to that because they're all so miserable they were all rich and miserable as sin all of them no but that's what he was painting uh, he was painting an image of these rich rich people rich kids very cold lives like that was what he mm. was showing it doesn't have to like same as some of these things that are set in um sort of uh, like council estates or like tower blocks or whatever they're grim like everyone seems unhappy yeah but, but they're grim and you can think to yourself well if I had that sort of you know if I had a, that sort of no, a but life, it's showing how it's money is corrupting but, you miss yeah. out on almost half of the series of cal- character development but they didn't develop they were miserable at, at the start and they were miserable they were at the miserable end they were miserable at the end they had the scene on the beach yeah they had the scene on the beach they were happy now because they'd killed the guy spoiler he- alert by the way <laughs> They were happy because they'd killed the guy. Oh, brilliant. So you just kill the guy and then you're all you're No, all happy. because... There was a sort of like a, also, a tapped on it, feminist all ending. Had it out. You know, my only problem with it is that Nicole Kidman's been praised when she's crap in it. She slips out of her American accent all the time. She's honestly rubbish in it. Reese Witherspoon should have won the Golden yeah. Globe. Do you want to hear my impersonation of Nicole Kidman doing an American accent? Yeah, go on. You're right, mate. It's yeah. That's great, mate. Wallaby. Yeah, Wallaby. Sheila. No, she's um, honestly it's rubbish. Okay. If I can give one kernel of truth, this episode, Nicole Kidman, paw. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Ruth Kellner, the kernel of truth. As you're the kernel of truth, tell me about... No, I'm not the kernel of truth. It was a kernel <laughs> know, of truth. Kernel with a K. I was going to talk uh, a little bit about this uh, scandal this week about President's Club and these uh, hostess slash waitresses. Oh, yeah, I don't know what were... to think about this, really. I mean, it's awful. 
it's yeah i mean i think once you've isn't it funny because that's been criticized so much or there's been so much talk about it It was a lead story on the bbc news and there's nothing to say apart from the fact that it's reprehensible yeah and they've talked about it for two days solid yeah and there honestly is nothing else to say it's absolutely terrible yeah, there's nothing you're else not, to say. Not, nothing nothing to say. new to say. Nothing I mean, I used to go. To, I, I've been to events like that when. No, Have you now? Well, back in the uh, in the eighties, uh, I did a feature for the Mail on Sunday magazine, U Magazine, and I followed Tommy Doherty, a well-known football manager, uh, around to various after-dinner events where he gave uh, speeches to all male gatherings, and they were laddish, and they were pretty. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I thought they were pretty awful. But they weren't uh, at the level of the President's yeah. Club, which sounded like no, it, no, taking no. it to another level. I think this is my the only new point that we had, and we kind of discussed this. There's a lot of women-only events. There's women-only gyms. There's tons of... There's women-only tents at festivals. There's loads of women-only spaces. Mm. And a lot of men get quite upset about it because either they'll say, oh, well, it shouldn't be in the, the sense of equality, that it shouldn't, nothing should ever be women-only and also we don't have our own spaces i think it's important for men to have safe spaces where they can talk about mental health issues but this i is don't think happens. at the presence club when you get groups of men together without any women they're they're not good environments Okay, well, now, last week's uh, fantastic cliffhanger was that we were going to talk about herbal teas. Disappointed everybody by not talking about herbal teas. You've got another fantastic cliffhanger for this week. No, this one is good. We're going to do meditation Mm -hmm. um, and about kind of like, yeah, like clean eating and meditation apps and like veganism. Should we link it to Hitler? (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? We're done. Bye-bye. Do we should say bye. All right. Well, all right. We do like tune that's, in next week. That's it. Tune in next week. If it, well, I never say tune in next week just in case uh, we can't think of anything to do next week. And we just sack it off. And we just sack it off. <laughs> but do, you know, watch out. Watch the skies. There may be another one. Uh, Ruth, thank you very much indeed. Thank you.